Tonight we'll look into Matthew's Gospel, the sixth chapter. And I'll read verses 21, I'm sorry, 19 through 21, and then verses 31 through 33. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Verse 31, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The sixth chapter of Matthew records the teachings in the middle of our Lord's Sermon on the Mount. The chapter opens with teachings on giving. These are to be done in secret. And then from there, it is teachings on prayers. This is where we get the Lord's Prayer. Then teachings on fasting. Just like with teachings on giving, they are to be done in secret. And then teachings on treasures, where they should be held. And then finally, teachings on worrying over the cares of the needs of this life. And tonight, we'll focus on primarily verse 33, which gives us instructions in how we should prioritize our life in consideration of the great truths that are recorded here in the sixth chapter in the Sermon on the Mount and, for that matter, all of the Word of God. But in verse 33, there are three things that we could consider priorities, the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and the necessities of life. We are instructed to seek after the first two and then trust God for the third. Giving God the highest place in our life, following his instructions, and then doing all that is according to his word is not optional if we are to obtain our eternal reward. It has been said that heaven is the only capital of the kingdom of God. And that is the place that I believe all of us want to enter into. We tend to seek, though, and prioritize only really when the outcome is important to us. 
I was thinking about how much we put into, as when, when I was young, when I'm sure some of you have done maybe recently or are about to do, but when we go to get our driver's license, when you're ready to do that, you seek and find a driver's manual. You want to read it, study it, memorize certain details of it. You do that or you could just wing it. But you're not going to do that if you want to get your driver's license. You're going to take those instructions. You're going to thoroughly try to understand them to the best of your ability because you want to obtain that driver's license. Uh, The word seek used in verse 32 and 33, it is a word that is given in a present imperative. We seek with a, a continual process. We seek ongoing. It has to be constant. It's not something like our driver's license that you sought out that driver's manual, you studied it, you applied it, and you obtained. But when we are to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's not something that we do one time. It is something that is ongoing throughout this life and into eternity. And in the context of the sixth chapter, it really needs to be paired with the word treasure. Verse 19 again opens with, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. And the word treasure here is just what you and I think of it. Although we tend to think of it uh, maybe in a, in a chest, uh, gold and silver coins, jewels, very valuable things that uh, fill that chest with all sorts of riches. Well, how do people seek after real treasures when they know that they're there to be had? In 1848, gold was discovered in the recently acquired U.S. territory of California. In less than 10 years, over 300,000 people migrated to California. They were in search of those riches, adjusted for Today's population, it would be like the entire state of Oregon. 4.25 million people in less than 10 years going, flooding into California because there are riches there. There's gold. Well, certainly they had an intense desire, right, driven by greed. Many left everything that they had, traveled all the way from the East Coast, many of them not making it. Some came by ocean, some came from the Oregon Territory. 
the intensity of it was so great it spawned new words, gold fever, a gold rush. And sadly, very few ever made it out of California with any riches at all. Well, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness will always yield treasures. The first is salvation. When we set our hearts to seek the kingdom of God, when that is the desire, when the Holy Spirit puts conviction on us and we understand that we have to seek God if we do that in repentance with all of our heart, I, the Lord hears that prayer. We are justified by faith and we are given heavenly citizenship. So we seek first the kingdom of God. It's first because it is also the will of God. Second Peter 3 9 says that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Paul to Timothy said that God our Savior would have all men to be saved. So we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And those two work together for the purpose of serving God and having a godly life. Some seek after righteousness on their own. Yet Isaiah 64, 6 lets us know that all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. Man's righteousness is worthless. It does not do anything. The Apostle Paul found that out prior to his conversion. He would later write that by the righteousness that was in the law, really by that time, the righteousness of man, he was blameless. It was self-righteousness. He was not at peace with God or man. Yet later, in writing to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he could tell them from personal experience what it was like to seek after God and his righteousness when he would tell them, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And then just a few verses down in verse 21, he said, For he, God, hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So that is why... We don't seek after righteousness. We seek after his righteousness. We seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when we do that, then God is able to work his plan in our lives. He wants us to have that ability by his grace to live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. To the Philippians, Paul admonish them to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God which worketh in you both 
to will and do his good pleasure. When you get your priorities right in seeking after God and seeking after his righteousness, God then is able uh, to perform a work in your life and a plan that is individually for you. It's like everything then begins to fall into place. Paul to the Romans said this in chapter 14, verse 17. He said, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. No, those are the things that the world seeks after. But he said, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The ongoing seeking of the kingdom of God and his righteousness will naturally uh, lead you to sanctification, to the infilling of the Holy Spirit, to being a full overcomer in your walk with the Lord. The third part of this verse is where some people place a lot of emphasis, thinking that if I seek God and his righteousness, then all these things are going to be added to me. Well, that just betrays a person's true motives. The benefits of serving God cannot be measured by the world's standards. Again, in the sixth chapter of Matthew, the Lord, he addressed treasures on earth, money. He addressed the various necessities of life, what we eat and drink, how we're, we're clothed. But yet in reference to those things, again in verse 32, the Lord said, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. You see, he was contrasting there what the world seeks versus what we should be seeking from God. Whedon's commentary said regarding the Lord's use of Gentiles that he was rebuking godless secularism. Their gods being really personifications of their own desires and passions. The Lord wants us to trust him for those things that are needful. In fact, Beacon's commentary on this said, if God gave us life and a body, won't he give us food and clothing? We have to trust in him. Verse 34, in fact, goes on to say, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. It has been said that many crucify themselves between two thieves, the regret of yesterday and the fear and worry of tomorrow. Well, like Paul, we need to, in that sense, forget those things which are behind and reach forth unto those things which are before. And before meaning in front, in front of us. 
really like this service here tonight. We are to live in that time today that God has given us. Today where we have the privilege to be in his house, to hear the word of God in our Sunday school classes and our Bible studies, the morning service, the music, the message that we heard this morning, the testimonies that we've heard this evening. This is the blessing, and this is the priority. Along with it comes opportunities for us as we take what God graciously provides for us, we hear it, and we give it the proper place that we should give it by applying it to our heart and in our life. Well, what was in front of Paul? He said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So it was the highest priority of his life. It was the prize. What was that prize? It was the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what he was pressing toward. That's what we need to press towards. That needs to be the highest priority in your life and in my life. Well, verse 21 is the, the formula, the test for what we're truly seeking. Again, it says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. But you can ask yourself, I can ask myself, where, where does my heart dwell? What do my thoughts center on? Where, where's, what's the focus of my attention? What is my highest priority? What are the things that are simply non-negotiable to me? Well, when it comes to all these things, we must remember that it's not wrong to possess them, but it is wrong for them to possess us. Our trust needs to be in God. But our priority needs to be upon the things of God and on making heaven our home. Tonight again, we're going to have an opportunity to pray. That's always a good time to take personal inventory. It's a time to look and Say, where is my treasure? Well, if it's not in heaven, you want to put it there tonight. And that's a very simple thing to do. You come and you give the Lord your heart and your life. And you put treasure in heaven. The things that we do here on this earth, they're going to fade and pass away. But when we focus on seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what we obtain are the eternal things that will last forever. Wouldn't it be wonderful if, if God would put into your heart and my heart that, that same intensity and desire that drove those people simply hearing that there was gold there in California and they were 
willing to leave everything to go out there for those riches. Well, here we have the true riches. We have things that will never pass away. We have things that will always yield. Those people did not know what the outcome would be. But when you set your heart to seek God, you can know that he will hear and answer your prayer. He will perform the promises that he's made to you and me, and you will have treasures in heaven. The songs 588 and the altars of prayer are opened.